can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. The way he learned from his father. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I'm one of your co my name is Robbie. And on this week's episode, it was A24 week. And the winner of our poll was 2019 drama Uncut Gems. Starring, sorry, directed by the Safdie Brothers, written by the Safdie Brothers and Ronald Bornstein, starring Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, Lakeith Stanfield, Adele Dazeem. Oh, I'm sorry, Adina Manzel. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> Thank you. Kevin Garnett. The Weeknd, Judd Hirsch, Eric Boyzine, and the God, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Mike Francesa. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm, I'm an actor. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I got my sad card. Okay. Uh, I already got a, I already got a Rolex. He's the mink man. <laughs> Alongside me is a man who loves Mike Francesa, the cuz, cousin Benny. How are we doing? I'm doing very good. I got a question about this movie, Robbie. True story? True story, Michael? <laughs> True story, Michael? <laughs> and alongside Benny and I, our best friend, our great friend, and one of our co-hosts, Brian. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Doing great. Good. Fantastic. Happy to I, see you as always. Oh, always, always a joy. I got a question for you guys. Um, do you think that when the San Francisco Giants are in town <laughs> that they have a dinner with the New York Giants? Yeah, and uh, when the New York Rangers go to Texas, they hang out with the Texas Rangers, okay? Get this guy the, the phone. Get this the guy Giants the phone. Giants picnic <laughs> is the big man. Mike, you hear about uh, Stan Lee? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I, I I hates it, but like mm. every once in a while, I put on like the compilations of him like getting into fights with callers or like him getting prank called, and she gets so pissed because he's screaming, the callers are screaming. It's just like, what the hell are you watching? I never said that. I never said that. I never fell asleep. We're talking about a fucking gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Mike Francesa, who plays Gary, is a sports talk radio host in New York, and he legendary. is legendary. And uh, he just is ridiculous. So look him up on YouTube. So, like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch. Um, we watch movies that one or all of us haven't seen, and like Robbie said, it was a twenty-four week, and we picked three movies. And Uncut Gems won. Um, it was pretty tight, though. I think... Uh, um, it was battling with Ex Machina. Yeah, that almost won. And it, 
whatever. I mean, I maybe would have liked to have watched that instead, but we do what the people ask. You That's vote, right. we listen. Unlike America, whoever gets the most votes wins. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no electoral college in this, although maybe there should be. <laughs> I think there should be now. Yeah. Um. So before we get started on Uncut Gems, please remember to vote. If you view the story, vote. Follow us on Instagram. Send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Maybe it's over here. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you are watching us on there. <laughs> um, appreciate the support. But uh, more is always good. That's right. Can um, I ask you a question? Yeah, please. Go ahead. And I'm, you know, it's, I'm not trying to give credence, whatever the word is, to anybody. But maybe write us an email and let us know why you view this story, but you don't vote. I don't care if you didn't see the movie. Just pick one. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Just pick anything. I, I just, it just baffles, baffles the old brain here. Why, uh, you don't, you don't vote for a few friends and their podcast. I mean, but pick hey. the one you think we're going to hate the most. Punish us for popping up in your your stories feed there. Exactly. Uh, I don't want you to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't punish me. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone through enough punishment. That's right. <laughs> yes, Robbie is right. Please vote. Even if you don't know the movies, just pick one. I don't care. Um, I mean, I pick one every week and I haven't seen any of the movies. That's true. That's true. Speaking of that, who hasn't seen Uncut Gems? I have not seen it. I have not. Robbie, did you see it? I did. Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, oh well. all right. Um, so, Benny, what did you think going into this movie? So, I mean, I knew that it involved the jewelry slash diamond uh, industry. I knew it got a lot of praise. I knew, I mean, I wish I didn't know, but I knew the the god was in the movie francesa so just seeing his name pop up on the screen was like a dream come true for me imagine uh, he just showed up you didn't know he was in oh, the movie. you would have oh, fucking lost it i would have lost it if i didn't know it and i saw his name pop up on the screen I and it wasn't a surprise i would have fucking lost my mind um <laughs> surprised that he had two scenes and yeah, the boy can act i think he's got a career ahead of him um but no i i didn't really know much about the movie except that a lot of people said it was anxiety inducing um it got good reviews it you know a lot of people seem to like it so this is a movie i and i had on our watch list for years it seems like uh so we were glad we could both finally watch this one but yeah i didn't know too much about the actual plot um but was excited to watch it yeah kind of kind of same had it on my list for a while i think i even started the first like 10 minutes couple of years ago and just i don't know for whatever reason didn't watch it um but yeah didn't know a ton about it i knew a lot of people liked it i knew it was about jewelry and sports betting but other than that i didn't really know much else about it um yeah that's pretty much it um as for, i guess overall impressions robbie why don't you kick us off because you had already seen it um, so I don't know if you want to talk about like the first time you saw it or just your overall impressions of the film in general, wherever you want to go with this. Well, I guess the, the first time I saw it, I definitely, uh, 
gave me a complete anxiety attack for like two hours. And I think that was obviously the point of the movie because I felt like I felt like the movie kind of mirrored Adam Sandler's character the entire time. Like, because I felt like Adam Sandler's character, you know, was constantly on the go, constantly in trouble, constantly trying to, you know, get his fix, constantly trying to, uh, you know, screw people over or get one up on somebody. Um, but yeah, it just gave me a constant anxiety attack, just the way it was shot. Uh, kind of like the sound editing was just all over the place. P hearing like background noise while the main character's talking and it was just all over the place. And I, and I liked it. And I, and I saw the Safdie brothers um, movie, I think after another one with the, what's his name? It was a vampire guy. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I forgot the name. I think it may be called Good Time or something like that. It was the yeah, same thing. Time. I think it might have been. I think it might have been worse of an anxiety-ridden uh, um, movie. But uh, yeah, it was similar. So yeah, I, I could just say that I think Adam Sandler gave an amazing performance. A little upset that he never got nominated. I think he was definitely should have got nominated for this. I mean, I wish Francesca was in a movie ninety-five percent of the time. I mean, it would, I wouldn't give this movie a forty-six out of ten. Um, <laughs> Just, just have him in the back critiquing, you know, chefs for an hour and a half, and I'm all in. So, that's really it. But yeah, I want to say I, I think everybody brought their A game in this movie. Um, I think it was directed the way to reflect Adam Sandler's character, and just you know, I'm already living in a constant state of anxiety. What's two more hours of it while watching a movie? <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Why don't you go next? Oh, uh, um, yeah, like overall. I agree with you, Robbie. Like Adam Sandler was great. Uh, a lot of the other actors' performances were really good. Um, the direction, you know, the cinematography, a lot of it was good. But I also, so I like this movie a lot. But I also hated this movie a lot. And I think, and we'll talk about it later. But like, if it wasn't the, if it wasn't for the way it ended, I probably would have hated this movie. I would have just been like, well, that was just like, I'm not here to watch movies to get anxiety. I'm trying to like calm myself down. I got enough anxiety <laughs> in my regular life, but I appreciate like what they did here. And I, and I definitely see <clears throat> like how good it is and how, and because it was so anxiety inducing that I get it. Like I realized that it's a good movie, but I also at the same time really hated it. Um, I feel like I often hate when characters just continually shoot themselves in the foot. Like I, I feel like I want, like it's fine, like a couple times, but I want them to like learn and like evolve and progress. That's what I want out of my character. I want a nice happy ending, maybe. Um, so I, I liked this movie, but I also really disliked it at the same time. But I couldn't stop. At one point, I was just like, I got to turn this off. And then I was like, no, I got to see how this is going to end. Like, yeah. I just, I hated it and loved it at the same time. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, maybe, um, you know, have the most anxiety out of all of us because I felt like this movie I like lined up with. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a, a vibe I can understand. That this I was is normal. Like on this, yeah, I was on the same wavelength that, uh, with it. But I, what I liked about the movie is, 
it didn't waste time explaining things that didn't need to be explained. Like, why are they going through a divorce? I mean, it's pretty obvious. You can kind of see why that's going on. So that didn't need to be explained. They didn't really explain too much of the relationship between um, Adam Sandler and the brother-in-law. Like, you just, they don't know why, you don't know why he's in debt to him. It's just, that's what the situation is. And this is all the fallout from it. So I like that about this movie. I kind of like when movies trust you to kind of either just go with the information you have or, you know, explain it in subtle ways. So I really like that about the movie. Um, I enjoyed pretty much all the characters in it. Like there are a lot of people in this movie that I went in expect, like when I saw Julia Fox pop up on the screen, I was like, this is going to be fucking stupid. And she was actually surprisingly good for me. Uh, not that her character was super deep, but I feel like she held her own. Uh, same thing with uh, Adina Salibs that, you know, I felt like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, how good is she going to be in this movie? Like, the only thing I know her from is like singing Frozen. Um, and, and she was really good. So everybody kind of held their weight in this movie. And, you know, I feel like on paper, this movie was not as good as it actually ended up being. Like, if you would explain the movie to me, I'm like, yeah, it's a cool plot and i i see where you're going with it but is it going to keep my attention for two hours and you know all credit to adam sandler like just his frantic energy throughout the whole movie like really uh you know kept you involved in it and i i'm with you ryan like not not that i would have hated it if it ended a different way but when it did end that way i was like all right perfect ending like as much as i kind of was like happy for him in that moment where I feel like that could have been his out and been like, all right, I'm paying off these debts. I'm happy. You know, I got all this money, but you know that that wouldn't have been the end of it for him. He would, he would have found another way to fucking go, you know, go nuts with it. And I, I thought it was like the perfect bow to put on the story. Like he thought he was going to get 1.2 million for the Opal. He wins that bet for 1.2 million at the end there. Like, okay, maybe this is like the moment where, where things turn out. Okay. And then you just get that, you know, that gut punch with, with him getting shot in the face, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I, I really did. Am I going to watch it again? I don't know. There are a couple things in it that I didn't love, but well worth my time. And I'm, I'm glad we finally watched it. Yeah. Agree. Um, that was, um, and I'm not even, I'm not making it up. That was one of the, the most shocking deaths I've ever seen on camera because it happens so quick and you get that that rush of excitement that he finally did it. even his brother-in-law was excited that he actually did it and um that dude just comes out and shoots him right in the face and i you, you just like all the air comes out of you because you're on this you know anxiety-ridden wild ride of a movie with everybody and you see adam sandler mainly mostly down the entire movie trying to trying to you know reach the highs and uh you know get out of debt and just you know not live this ridiculous lifestyle of you know always trying to find the next scheme to get out of something and he finally does it and he's shot in the face and and that's that and uh it happens so quick and you feel so bad for him but like you said Benny that's not that's not how it was going to, it wasn't going to be a happy ending with him winning. He was going to find a way to fuck that money up and scoot and, and go back to the lifestyle he was living at. There was no way that that was going to be a happy ending for him. 
And I think that like looking at that and, and, you know, coming to realization, like, oh man, he's dead. I think after watching the second time, it's like, yeah, like I knew what was coming. I was like, you're right. You know, there was no other way that this could have ended for him. Yeah. I feel like too, the movie did like thinking back on it now, the movie did such a good job building to that last scene where because everything always is going wrong for him, everything that happens with all the tension in that last scene, when he pulls the gun and was going to shoot the bulletproof glass, I was like, he's going to shoot the glass. Someone's going to get shot. And this is where it gets fucked up. Okay. Then that doesn't happen. And then like, it's building up to the tip off and I'm like, he's going to lose the tip off. And this is how he loses the bet. And like everything happening. I was like, how is this going to get fucked up? How is this going to get fucked up? And then he hits the bet and you're almost like, Okay, nothing bad can happen now. Like he, like he hit the bet, and then two seconds later, that happens. And it, like I, I thought that that was like thinking back on it now. Like you said, it's just so shocking. And you went through all these scenarios of like, all right, it's gonna get fucked up right here. It's gonna get fucked up right here. And for that to be the way that it ends, it's, it's, it's such a hook, and it like just punches you right in the stomach. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you think that? they had like several scenarios because they're like, all right, there's no way that we can allow this guy to ride off into the sunset with a million dollars. Like, how are we going to like fuck this guy? And it was probably like, yeah, he gets shot. The girl steals the money. The guy steals the money from the girl. Yeah. You no, know, there's probably like a number of scenarios, but like there's, if this movie ended, you know, with sunshine and rainbows, it would have been just completely tarnished and stupid. Yeah. And you know what I think too? Like I, yeah, there probably was other ways to do it. And, and I don't mean to change the subject off your question there, but I just wanted to bring this point up. I think the fact that the brother-in-law gets shot with him and like what he was up to behind the scenes probably never gets found out. It's just, Oh, he was at the shop uh, with Howard. Yeah. Just visiting. Or and he got, you know, there was this robbery that happened and they both got killed. And it's 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 fucking crazy because like what I want to know what his backstory was almost the brother in law, because what the fuck was he up to? Obviously, he's he's into something deep. So, you know, just the fact that not even that guy gets his comeuppance after being like kind of the villain, the whole movie, it probably all gets swept under the rug is is pretty wild as well. Yeah. I'd love to find out a lot like that, like the um what happens with a number of things. Like, does Julia Fox's character just keep that money and fuck off somewhere? What happens to that guy that fronted uh Adam Sandler the money in that auction? Does he get fucked? Because he gave the stone back. So oh uh, yeah. Then, you know, then like Arno, like whatever. So there's like an, a bunch of loose ends. What happens with his family, you know, whatever. The poor Knicks ring. Which is gone. <laughs> the Knicks ring's gone, yeah. Or we need Benny's That's... podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, what, hap- what happens next? <laughs> That's right. That's a good um, point. I didn't even think about the uncle and like how he fronted the, you know, yeah. he made that bet. Uh, not that bet, the bid. That's, that's a good point. It's well, so crazy because everything keeps topping the last thing. Right as far as like tension and like crazy shit that's happening, like you forget all the other stuff and every time. And this is maybe my, uh, I guess conservative nature, not politically, but conservative in that every time he would like 
kind of go up a little or or get some money i'm just like fucking keep it stop it stop trying to <laughs> like stop trying to double down just fucking stop and and that also like gave me a lot of anxiety it's crazy yeah, too <clears throat> go ahead no i just feel like there's there's just so many people like that character in real life that it's just an insane way to live but that's the only way they know how to live and it's crazy it's crazy to see like i was so like uncomfortable watching adam sandler's performance the entire time and i can't i can't imagine just an actual human being living that kind of life day in and day out no i every time he put in a parlay i was like don't put in a parlay it's the fucking <laughs> worst don't do it you're giving your money away and the fact that he he hit both of them i was like you lucky fuck right just a, like that's probably the worst kind of bet. A parlay, yeah, whatever. But an opening tip off is so ridiculous and so dumb, <laughs> and it's just, it's just your 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 entire bet is is ruined in the first three seconds of a game. That yeah. Hit. And like he's he got all amped up to make this bet because he like saw the gleam in Garnett's eye or like you know saw the fire or whatever, and. So the insider information is that Garnett's going to have a big game. The tip-off has nothing to do with that shit. You're going to fuck your <laughs> yeah. whole bet. But that's to add a little wrinkle. Yeah, and that's like that's like so perfect for the character too because right. even though he feels like he has an edge, he still needs that thing. He's still fucking himself. Yeah, that that could like screw him. Like that is so up to chance and like that that's just a perfect bet for him. It's like if you got a bunch of diamonds right and you're like i'm gonna make a necklace out of this it's gonna be gorgeous but you make a furby necklace with diamonds <laughs> so it's like you have all this great stuff and then you just fuck it <laughs> do the eyes move yeah the eyes move though that's true well all right <laughs> well, then i retract my statement the eyes <laughs> that's true okay jay okay jay <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look at this <laughs> My favorite part, like not one of my favorite parts, but what what I left that like kind of out loud the most was when they come out of the auction. As like, I'm gonna call KJ right now, <laughs> and he's on a phone and his his he grabs a phone. He's like, there's nobody on a fucking phone. <laughs> KJ, I love when he goes KJ KJ. Um, should we get to plum scores finally? Let's score it. Does anyone want to go first? Not me. No. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. I'm going to, um, like I said, I I liked elements of this movie. I definitely enjoyed the ending. Um, but overall, it was not like a pleasurable movie watching experience for me. Um, I, I don't want to watch it again. I'll think about it. Like I, again, like it's, it's hard for me to really explain my feelings here, but like, I, I really didn't like it, but I really did like it. Um, so I'm going to give it a 6.8 because oh. I think it's better than average, but I still don't love it. Um, but again, the ending, like after that ending, I was like, all right, I like this movie before up until the last 10 minutes. I was like, mm, I kind of hate this movie, even <laughs> though there was parts that I like. Yeah. You want to go, Rob? No, please. Uh, I'd like to hear your score. 
So I liked it and I feel like I really liked it at certain parts. I feel like the end put it over the top for me. I was thinking like 7.7, 7.8 and just that whole ending scene and how Howard's character ends put it over an eight for me, just because, like I said, there was so much tension being released and, and then you get that, like I said before the sucker punch. So I go with an 8.1 on this one. I almost changed it mid sentence there because I just thought it was really interesting to see a movie that was made like that, which was like everything about it was just anxiety inducing. Like when you first meet his character in the beginning, like there's all this noise going on, it's chaos and it's hectic. And there's like just everything about every scene introduces something that like pulls your attention away just a little bit or makes you feel uncomfortable, uneasy. So the way that they held that up for the whole entire movie and just built to that ending I felt like deserves recognition, you know, as, as much as it, the movie made you uncomfortable at some points, I think that they did overall a really good job with it. It's not the greatest, but it, it's definitely worth an eight in my book. And I'll go with 8.1. Hey, Jay, don't lean on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to agree with you, Benny. I, I'm going to give it a, I'm an eight one as well. I was in between a seven, nine and an eight one, but I, I I feel like when I first watched this movie, I said, man, I haven't seen a movie like this maybe in a long time or maybe ever. Um, there's parts in movies where, of course, there's anxiety, you know, movies like Pulp Fiction and, and things like that, where there's a few scenes where it's just anxiety ridden, like the diner scenes, very anxiety ridden in Pulp Fiction. So you don't know what's going to happen. But this movie was kind of anxiety ridden for two hours and 14 minutes. And I just I just thought it was, I don't want to throw the word brilliantly done, but it was done very well for the type of movie it was. And I think that that's the reason why I, I had to give it an 8.1 because I did love um, why it was like that. You know, I like the cinematography. I like the different sounds that were, you know, like Benny said, like there's so much chaos going on in various scenes that you're like, what the fuck's going on here? It's like, you're inside the scene, like, oh my God. Like, again, here comes the anxiety. What what's what the hell's going on? What's going to happen next? So there's so many things I liked about this movie. Um, so yeah, um, would I watch it again? I mean, I saw it twice. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> so I'll give it an 8.1. <laughs> I think too, it did so, it's such a good job to establish that this guy, like bad shit happens all the time, that there's so many like fake outs in it. Like, you know, you think about when he's in the closet watching Julia Fox, like you're like, something's going to happen here. She's going to like be with a guy or start yeah. FaceTiming with a guy or something like that. And even that whole plot line with her, like, yeah, she did get a little handsy with the weekend in the closet, but she kind of was pretty loyal to him. Um, but with all the other things that were going on around it, you kept waiting for that shoe to drop with her. You kept waiting for, you know, even at the end when he tells the wife and kids to get the hell out of the house, you kind of expected something bad was going to happen there. There were all these little things that like every time they were talking about him getting the Opal back, I thought, oh, he lost it. He dropped it. He gave him, he gave it back to him. Oh, it's going to be a fake. Like all these different things that they just kept you on the edge of your seat about so many different things. And they ended up being either fake outs or diversions to lead you down another road. So I, I thought that they did that really well. Now, 
before we get into other things, uh, we'll bring back your favorite uh, game. You named this game so well, the Tishometer. The Tishometer <laughs> rating is I back. was going to ask you that. <laughs> so uh, being a Tush man, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if this Tush was fake or not, but this is this is on on a Tishometer level, this is a 10 out of 10 Tush. One of the best Tushes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I I mean, like Ryan, I'm very hesitant to give a 10. So I think I got to go with a 9.4 on the Tushometer. Because <laughs> uh, one man's perfect is another man's, hey, there might be something better. And and also, I got to give the wifey a 10. So I gets a 10 out of 10 Man, on the Tushometer. Me too. I get, you know what? Give me a 9.9 9, I'll give I a 10. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, please give us what, what are you thinking? I, I mean, I got to I got to agree with Benny here, you know, that his wife is a 10. No, my what? wife is a 10. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, as soon as I saw, um, especially the scene um, at the weekend show in those pants, I was like, I got to bring it up to Robbie. He's the tush expert. <laughs> and for you to say that it's a 10, that co- that convinces me that I was correct in my uh Tush sighting. I don't know. I can't think of it. <laughs> Tush of us. I mean, when she when she was wearing that that lingerie, I was ready to book a trip to Tush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What what an experience that probably was. Please, jeez, holy hell. Um, yeah, I'm like whatever, but like Benny said, um, I didn't know. Like I saw the movie, and then she pulled the Kanye antics and the, you know, Anka Jams thing. Um, but she was she was very good in this movie too, surprisingly good. Yeah, like I said, I feel like her character out of all of them was like the thinnest, and it was just kind of like a one note thing. But you know, that's not her fault. That's the way that the character is written. So you know, I thought she did really well. Good for her. Is she? Yeah, what she dated Kanye? Is that what happened or something? Yeah, for like maybe thirty to forty-five seconds. Oh, yeah, oh, and I don't know if you know long. this, but she was Josh Shafty's muse when he ran Akasha House. <laughs> I heard that. I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know. Thank you. I was Josh Akasha. Um. All right. Uh. Do you guys want to do characters or scenes first? Or should we talk more about the Tush? Please, we're gonna have a bonus pod. Oh my god. <laughs> you got three you got three days? <laughs> Who wants to pick? I don't want to pick. Let me ask you a quick question real quick before we pick. Please. And this is what I vote like, and this isn't me just being a a, a sexual freak, <laughs> but do you think in scenes like that, like do you think she was actually touching her, uh, you know, vaginal region in that scene? Like, do you think they actually do that stuff? I think, I, I think sometimes, yeah. I think she was. I don't know if she was like turned on, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. There might have been some friction going there, but you know, maybe she's a method actress. Maybe because I had to get the kaleidoscope out to see if she was actually <laughs> doing it. So I didn't, I couldn't really see. <laughs> Freeze. Like the yeah, Enhance. like a Monopoly man. <laughs> high, super high, twelve K, sixteen K deaf. Yeah, I bet you I bet you're very happy you got that new TV. Oh my god, forget about it. Please, I saw everything. 
Um, all right, let's do characters first. Um, does anyone want to go first for favorite character? I'll go first. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> this man held down afternoons for years <laughs> uh, on WFAN. He retired. He came back. He's doing a podcast now. He knows his shit, and he doesn't care about your feelings. His name is Mike Francesa. He played Gary in the movie. The hair, the teeth looking like 32 porcelain toilet bowls in his mouth. I mean, <laughs> this guy, he he can talk sports. He can act now, apparently. Please, let me find out he could bake a pie, and I'll, I'm, I'm oh going to pledge my allegiance to this man. But I was so thrilled that he was in the movie, and he didn't suck. I, he It was a little dry with his lines, but... He held his own, and maybe they actually had to do a million different takes with him, but he came off really well in the movie, and I'm glad he did. So Mike's, Mike's up, Mike's on, Mike and the Mad Dog, I salute you. I just can't believe, real quick, side note, I just can't believe, and you know that really happens. Someone like Adam Sandler rolls into this guy's restaurant and just hands him 40 grand, and and he's just writing shit on the fucking envelope. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he's like, I right, slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> Talk to the mink man on your way out. Yeah, please. He's got an update for you on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, would you like to go? You want me to? Oh, you can go, please. Um, I think I think I'm gonna go because Benny stole my pick. I'm gonna go chalk and uh and just and pick Adam Sandler as Howard Ratner. Um, he was especially it. So Adam Sandler has done a couple of like serious movies. This one, uh, punch drunk love. Um, what the hell is that other one that he is click, a, kind of click kind of, yeah, he's still kind of his like silly self, but there's another one. Um, I know what you're talking about too. He plays a guy who Spanglish. has Spanglish. There's oh. also Spanglish. But there's another good one. Um, anyway, is it like the nine eleven one? Yeah, he's like a he's got PTSD because I think his wife, wife and dies. kids died. Yeah, whatever. He can play these characters really well. It's it's funny seeing him do this when he's also Billy Madison and you know Happy Gilmore and like shit like that, which I also love. Um, but this wasn't like, you know, like a sad sack, like in that movie that I can't think of the name of or, you know, in Punch Drunk Love, he kind of plays like a sort of a weirdo, but it's awesome. This is great. He plays this character who just cannot fucking catch a break, even though he I shouldn't say catch a break. He does this all to himself. Um, and when he finally does win one. Curtains, but played this great I've met people just like this, you know, just money in, money out constantly, always, and throwing money on games, just going nuts. He played it perfect. I loved it. Yeah, I was a little torn on the accent that he put on. It was, but, but, yeah. yeah, and I feel like he fell out of it at some points in the movies, but, you know, it, it's hard to disagree with what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to dock him points for that. Like, it, the accent didn't matter like it's not no, a period yeah. piece or like could oh, have been the he, fake teeth that was fucking him up 
Yeah, so. KJ. KJ. KJ, <laughs> KJ I'll land on a glass. <laughs> Robbie. I will go after Benny took mine, my first pick, and then Ryan took my second pick. I'm going to go uh, Lakeith Stanfield as Damani. Nice. Love Lakeith Stanfield. Love Lakeith Stanfield in Atlanta. I love him in Judas and the Messiah. And I love him in this movie. I love the way he played off of Adam Sandler. You never knew where his allegiance lied. Um, you know, he was he was boys with KJ and <laughs> he was boys with Howard, but then he was boys with the weekend or with then he was not boys with Howard. So I just kind of like the way he he played like a I guess an unreliable character or somebody that was untrustworthy. I think he's a, a very talented actor and I enjoyed when he was on the scene, uh, kind of playing off of, of Adam Sandler as well. So I'm going to go with uh, Lakeith Stanfield as Damani. That reminds me too. I was talking about all the fake outs in this movie that it starts with one. He's in there with the colonoscopy. So I was like, oh, shit, did he get bit in the neck by a dog? And now he's got colon cancer. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> uh, no, I, but I thought that was going to play into it where like, you know, all this stuff is happening. And then he finds out at some point that he he's got cancer. And then even that the scene between him and Damani that he like gets the phone call and he's fine. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to find out that he does. And Damani's in the room and this is going to bring them together. And then so it's just another thing that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like some people might knock the movie for for stuff like that, where it's almost like Chekhov's gun, where it's like, you know, this thing, if this thing happens, you know, it's got to pay off later on. And it did and it didn't. It, it paid off in more of like a red herring way. I'm surprised you it, didn't uh, like turn around and take that diagnosis and bet it on brain cancer. <laughs> 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 brain cancer is stone cold lock so yeah i i uh there were just some things like even when demonic left him at the um at the practice and you know made him take the train home or something like that like, things like that kind of annoyed me but it's probably just fucking annoying to hang out with harrod all the time oh and not only that he probably sees him as someone who business wise he not uses him but they're business partners, but other than that, like if it's between him and Kajay, like he's going with Kajay. Oh, so, who wouldn't want to go with Kajay? <laughs> so yeah, like he, you know, he's friends with him to a point. And if you're gonna start pushing me and like, I'm sure he got nine thousand phone calls, nine thousand texts from him that he was just like, dude, back the fuck up. Even though he's in the wrong, he's probably so annoyed with him. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course, Demani knows that. Howard would screw him over in a millisecond. So it's like you said, it's just, it's just a business relationship. It's not somebody, a trustworthy friend you can trust and, and be around for uh, more than five minutes because uh, I would want to shoot Howard with how annoying he is. Yeah. And, and he did screw point, him over. He I was going to say, yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would pour some Kool-Aid in the, in the fish tank as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Any Ani Menches for any characters? Oh, shit. I lost my cast list. Uh, I want to give it up for Adina Manzel uh, as his wife, Dina, or ex-wife. Uh, she was great. Like I said, another one that, I mean, it's more on me that I just hadn't seen any of her work besides knowing her from 
getting her name mispronounced and, you know, her being in Frozen. Um, so I went in with low expectations for her, with her for whatever reason. And I, I thought she was really good. Yeah, she's super talented. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, what's his name? Arno, Eric Borgen, whatever his name is, his last name. Love him in Succession. Love him in this movie. Uh, I think he's a very talented actor, and I, I, I like to see him in more stuff. So uh, I enjoy him a lot. I thought he played uh, a good character in this movie. As... He was in Succession, that's right. Yeah, he was the uh, congressman. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow, that is like that is some fucking depth from him. Like two completely different characters like that. Yeah. Get off on from the wickedly talented game show Too Much Tuna. Oh, too much tuna fish? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh yeah, he's good, man. I, I thought you knew that. I no, I didn't. Yeah. I knew I knew him from somewhere and I was like, where the fuck do I know him from? Maybe it was the jet black dyed hair. It was Maybe. under Seas Two Dark Territory. That's where it was. <laughs> That's what it was. One of my favorites. My favorite too. Um, no, he's a he's a very talented actor, and I uh, he's got a, a nice, distinct voice, and he did play. I'm trying to think of a better word to use in menacing, because I just use the word menacing all the time. But he did play a scary guy, and you're like, oh wait a second, this this guy's a family member to Adam Sandler, and he's really not that menacing because he's trying to run the fuck out of the uh, Julia store at the end. So yeah. yeah, I didn't get I didn't get like his. I don't know. His threats seemed so empty because like he he never really did much because I think the the family aspect kept holding him back. So maybe that's why Adam Sandler kept just being like, I'll get you yeah, the money. Right. I'll get you the money. And he just yeah. whatever because he knew he wouldn't like really kill him. Yeah, and, but even I, in the um sorry, he, but even in that car scene and he's like, Don't say my name. Don't say my name. So I was like why can't he say your name? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like he he knows what a fuck up Howard is. And he just like it's it's all these threats to him, but I don't think that there's anything behind it because he knows A, Howard's not a bad guy, and it's like he almost can't help himself. So he's like trying to he just wants to really just smack Howard and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And and he like had did a couple times in the movie. So I don't know. It just got to the point with him where he's so annoyed with him that, it, you know, he escalated it to these levels. But like you guys were saying, like the threats were kind of empty because he probably would never really do anything to him. It was kind of like the point where, you know, you whatever you do something for someone or lend someone a couple bucks and it's like, you're like, I'm not going to ruin the relationship over this. I'm just going to chalk this up as a loss. You know what I mean? You're just like not going to collect ever, but, but the, and, and, do the show. Yeah. And the other side of it too, he's like, he's got to be so pissed that like, and it's, it's how we're taking advantage, but like the balls to be like, I have the money, come get it. Then right in his face, be like, Oh yeah, I don't have the money. I fucking put it on a fucking parlay involving a tip off. Like that's so fucking disrespectful to the guy, you know. Like, yeah, that's what. As, go ahead. No, sorry, keep on going. No, it's just that you know, like I said, he's taking advantage of him, and you know, as, as much as um, Arno's probably like, dude, I, I helped you. I'm trying to like get this thing closed out. Like Ryan mentioned earlier, when he sees the bet hit, he was almost like, oh, he fucking did it. Like, all right, 
you know, this is this is good. Finally, like he's almost happy for him that he's going to be able to, you know, to clear all of his debts. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, he's a family member. He knows Howard's a good guy, but a fuck up. And no matter how many times he pushes us to the limit, is he really going to do anything? On the other hand, his goons don't care about Howard. They were no. pissed off. They were hotboxing in that little tiny doorway. And they're like, I don't give a fuck about anybody here. Uh, I, I have an opportunity. Howard's annoying me. I don't have no allegiance to anybody. And I'm going to blast this guy in the skull. And I want to take everything, including his um his dumb chain, whatever that was, gremlin chain. <laughs> so yeah, there's like two two different aspects of it where Arno is going to knows Howard and knows who he is and kind of feels bad for him, whereas the goons don't care at all and don't care about anybody, and all they care about is getting their money, and they don't want to be fucked around with and, and just watching a basketball game where they don't care about sweating to death for two hours. Yeah, like, what did they, they didn't get anything from him hitting that bet. Like, Arno's going to get paid off. Like, they don't get anything. He just, like, basically trapped and tortured them for two and a half hours. So not saying that their response was, you know, warranted, but still, like, yeah, you can let Arno out after that. And he'd be like, all right, hey, you did it. Like, great. Those other two guys don't give a fuck. So, you know, it makes sense that that's what happens to him in the end. Yeah, and maybe Arno is like, all right, whatever. This is this is going to continue to happen for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll put up with it. But the other guy's like, I'm done. I'm done putting up with this shit. Like, either you give me the money or you don't. And I don't need to put up with this stuff anymore. And you saw that at the end. Yeah, he's probably every time because he was like Arno's henchman or something. And every time he'd go after him and Arno would be like, nah, 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 like, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Whatever. But I want to know why Arno had henchmen. Right. Like, what the fuck is that guy up to? Yeah. Like, like obviously, he, he's into something shady where he's got henchmen and shit. And I feel like this is almost like a side thing where like Howard needed money. He's like, all right, I'll float you this money. Then he gets his guys involved, and then this is this is what happens. And it's probably so far off of whatever shady shit he's really into that this is almost like an annoyance to them. Right. Maybe they were henchmen of, like, maybe Arno just facilitated the money from wherever the source was, and these henchmen are representing that other source. A bigger person. Right. Like, yeah, yeah the mob or something or whatever. And that's why Arno was like, give me the money back, because... Now it's my ass because I co-signed for this shit. Mm. Good point. Add that, put that in your script for Benny's. Uh, what really happened? Something. Yeah. What What <laughs> happened after? Watch what happens live. <laughs> Ryan, do you have a uh, Ani Mensch? I do, um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but he did. He did say who it was. Yes. Yes. I know who you're gonna say. Our boy, John Amos. As the neighbor who told his son to go fuck himself when he wanted to use the bathroom. <laughs> this is McDowell. That's right. That I love, it. love him. I forgot that he was in the movie. Said so that was a good one. Anyone, any coming to America alumni are A plus in my book. Oh, I wish go. Arsenio fucking came to the back. Oh, oh please. would have been the best. <laughs> Easy 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I have I have one more Ani Mensch. Please. I'll give it to Kaijai himself. Kaijai, yeah. Surprisingly held his own in this movie. Like, I wasn't expecting him to be Denzel early, late, 
middle Denzel, but he was good and he was believable. Yeah, he's good. He was very good in this movie. I, like he's no LeBron. He was far and away better than LeBron James and uh, whatever Trainwreck, Space Jam Two, Trainwreck, please anything else. Uh, Game Seven of the NBA Finals, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Should we move on to least favorite characters? Let's do it. Yes. 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 And I set myself up perfectly you to did. come back around and get this guy. The weekend. Ah, the weekend uh. stunk in this movie. I'm not going to perform until it's black light. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. I love the weekend. I think the weekend is uber talented musician, and that's that's where it ends with his talents. He's an unreal musician. He makes some fantastic music. I love at least 70 of his songs. He's great. Stick to that because you stunk in this movie and he annoyed the shit out of me. He annoyed me the first time I saw it when he was complaining about the black light. He annoyed me even more this time around when he complained about the black light. And that was it. I have nothing else to say that the weekend stunk and I wish they would have had somebody else. Give me, um, I don't know. Somebody other than the weekend that could act. Give me Usher. I'm sure Usher could act. What movie was Usher in where he was dancing at the prom? I think his name is Usher. Please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the weekend you stunk. I'm honestly surprised you didn't pick one of his sons. No, they didn't annoy me. Oh, okay. I don't think I would let my son take a dump in somebody's uh, apartment while I'm trying to find my guma, but that's not that's something different. But the sons didn't annoy me. Okay, fair. Um, is it my turn or your turn, Bang? Your turn. Um, I think I'm gonna go with, and he's listed as Phil. I I forget if that's. If they mentioned it or not, but the the main henchman that shoots him, I don't know why he just annoyed me. Like he was just like, and I think maybe it was because he was being held back by Arno, maybe. But it was almost like he was the personification of the guy yelling, being held back, who's never going to do anything. I mean, he kind of like he hit him, obviously in the end, shot him. So I know, you know, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself, but like I just felt like every time they'd like show up, it would be like they'd be like, "We're gonna get you," and then like <laughs> Adam Sandler would just get away somehow. Yeah, like, yeah, he'd always get the best of them. Yeah, like it was just like he was just like bungling. That's that's what I felt like he was, and he just I don't know. He character was good, actor played him awesome. Like you know, I, I'm not saying that. It was like I didn't like them because the writing was bad, the actor was bad, whatever. I just, I don't know. I just didn't like the character. It just drove you nuts. Yeah, it just annoyed me. I mean, all the henchmen annoyed me. Like, they were all the same. Like, just like, like looking, like looking in the background. <laughs> get you. Or like the ones at the casino, like looking around, get them. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's what's known in the biz as a mashup. Oh. And turn my uh least favorite character into who asked you. And I'm gonna say who asked you, Robbie? No, not you, Robbie. Who asked you 
Tilda oh. Swinton to be credited as the manager of Adley's and not be in the movie. I know. What a waste. I, I, I would have loved to see one of our favorites, uh, Tilda Swinton, in the movie. So, you know, just a missed opportunity. Would have loved to see Tilda Swinton in the movie. She is the best. She really is the best. I have a few honey mentions. Please. Give me Wayne Diamond as High Roller. The guy who came <laughs> on the bl- <laughs> <laughs> Baby, three times. Three times in one day. Oh, baby. I'm going to take a shower, baby, from the plane and everything. Got to take a shower. Oh, you're back, so baby. Weird. Like, oh, it's so gross. <laughs> so gross. And his belly and his tan. He's just disgusting. Just reminds me of a, an old, rich, you know, divorcee man. Uh, disgusting. Is he, he redeemed he himself at the other end, stuff. He did. I feel like he is. I'm trying to pull him up. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, hold on. He plays Bang Tall number two and Jugs on a run four. Oh, nice. <laughs> eh, really. Listen, I'm not going to. Listen, I'm not. I'm not here to get canceled or make fun of anybody. But you think you could have gave somebody the, a better job at the casino than counting the cash with hands like that. I didn't even notice his hands are fucked up. The dude that took the money, you didn't see his hands? No. I didn't. It's like he had, like, if you go, he he had, like, no no thumbs. Like, his hands were all fucked up, like, like a disabled hands. Oh, I had no idea. Differently abled, Robbie. Differently abled. Differently abled. Cancel me, please. (laughs) I'm looking for a way to get out of here, please. (laughs) I just want to watch Stump the Swab in peace. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I want to watch Stump the Swab and answer questions about the 1972 Dolphins. <laughs> um, do you have any other Ani Menches, Robbie? Of course I do. Please. The two Bozo twins who were the lame henchmen. Who were those guys? They scared the shit out of me. Those two, they had like the uh, bald head with the hair on the side, like oh, looking, yeah. for, looking for money. Those guys yeah, scared the shit out of me. Who were those guys? I think they credit as Bozo 1 and Bozo 2 in this movie. <laughs> oh, you know who is annoying? Um, the guy, I don't remember his name, the guy who quit um, Adam Sandler's store. That was another like fake out type thing where they showed him later on in that other store. I was like, oh, shit. I know. I thought he was going to like fuck him or something. I don't know. Yeah. He just was annoying. And that's it. He's just annoying. Eight years. I gave you eight years of my life. Yeah. He has a Gucci shirt. Very expensive. <laughs> yeah. <watch your laughs> and then he was at the, yeah, he was in the, like a stand later. Got pu- got places uh, up and down the Diamond District. They're looking for my expertise. Oh, speaking of the Diamond District, here's a fun fact. So that place that he wanted to do porn brokers is uh, I that's where I got my wedding ring is in that place with all the booths on the side and everything like that. Really? Really? Yeah. Got my wedding ring there. Your wedding ring or the one you bought for? The the one that I wear. Oh, nice. Okay. I went to, I went to Howie to get his ring. (laughs) You went to Zales. Yeah. The boys flush with cash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, should we move on to scenes? 
Spice. I want to. I want to do. Um, and I got one more Ani match. Oh, I'm fair. sorry. Dwarf number two in the play at the um, the high school at the high school. Okay. He rubbed was me that, the wrong way. Was that the one that walked behind when she was spitting money out of her mouth? Yeah, I think so. I just wanted him. I just wanted to make a joke that didn't really land. So both of <laughs> no, go fuck yourself. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to least favorite scenes. <laughs> well, you messed up my who asked you so. Go fuck yourself. How'd I do that? I said, who asked you, Robbie? And you're supposed to say me? me? I said me. Oh, I didn't hear you say me. Oh, well, there you go. Double go fuck yourself. All right. Well, God. Well, if you know Tilda Swinton, you know me and Tilda. If you don't know, we did a draft a couple of weeks ago and she was on my team. Best team ever assembled, they said. Reminiscent again. Did you know she was in this movie? Yeah, as the the voice. And so was Natasha Lyonne as the voice. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we twice. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Two times. Two times. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Two times. Um. All right. Let's do least favorite scenes first. I feel like we never do that. Okay. Wants to start. You start. All right. Um. I think. I don't know, man. I, like, there's a, a number of scenes that really annoyed me. And that's what I think led to me, like, kind of hating it. I think the the scene in the school annoyed me. Like, I think the most, like, I, I understand the henchman's train of thought. We're going to be threatening in front of your family. That's going to get you to pay more. But, like, they chase him throughout backstage and like in the hallways, he fucking bites him. And then <laughs> instead of like, I guess, you know, it's embarrassing, but like they're just going to throw him in the trunk. Thank And then just leave like that's it. I mean, yeah. again, I, I understand they're being threatening to the family. They're embarrassing him, putting him in an awkward situation with his family around at a school. That's not a good look to be naked in a car out of school but i don't know for some reason like some of those scenes just really got on my got on my nerves and i'll pick that one i appreciate it robbie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i agree with you uh robbie you want to go yeah i didn't really have any uh these very scenes in this movie um so i'll go with the um colonoscopy scene i'm not really into looking inside a man's butthole um Maybe if I had a couple of drinks in me, that'd be different. But other than that, um, yeah, I, that was really the only scene like I was like, eh, I don't really want to see this. And then it reminded me, I'm getting up in age and I might need a colonoscopy. So I wanted to forget about that as soon as possible. So other than that, I have to go with that because even though he did have a clean tush, uh, I don't want to see that. Hey, you're 40. You should go get it taken a look at. It. Just saying. About to be 40. I should. About to... Except, uh, about to be be uh, 40 uh it's not a big deal i speak from experience um my least favorite scene i'll go back to what we mentioned briefly it was the argument between uh employee number one and howie i just like i said i mean that never ended up paying off where you know i feel like a lot of those things were red herrings i feel like that was the one that 
was not necessarily egregious, but like I was kind of expecting more out of it, especially when you see him later on doing that menacing stare out to the to the street where Howie's walking by. But yeah, I, it, it was probably one of the more pointless scenes in the movies. Like I thought, or in the movie, like I just thought they were setting something else up, and it just never paid off. So I'll go with that one. Any Ani matches? I don't really have one. Not, not a scene, but the the nephew trying to get autographs from KG. He was just such a weirdo. Who wants an autograph? I know. Speak like 1718, bud. Like get, get over hey, get it. Get a picture. Get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a Ani match that's also not really a scene, but I need to know is how Howie like didn't have money but also afforded an apartment in Manhattan and a home that looked pretty pricey on Long Island. And I also assume, I don't know, but the, the mom didn't work. He had three kids. Like how's he afforded this lifestyle? I feel like he got to a certain point where he's just moving money around paper at this point. Like he's maybe not very liquid, but he's got like assets and things that he can leverage to get loans and stuff like that. So that yeah. was, that was kind of how I explained it in my head. Like the money that comes in from the shop is like going to the house and the kids and whatever. And then anything extra is just, yeah, he, he probably has no savings anyway. He's yeah. just moving everything. All right. That's fair. All right. Uh, favorite scenes. Who just went last? Well, I did, Ryan. Oh, Benny Bones. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the, you know, we've we've shouted it out multiple times, but the ending scene, Damn just man. the, oh, well, sorry, I mean, it was the best scene of the movie. So. It was. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta go chalk. Uh, no, like I said, the tension that was just built leading up to that scene, the, you, you know, at least for me, just figuring out how this is gonna go wrong and like. Like I said, every leg of that parlay, I was expecting something to get fucked up. You know, he was going to get the tip. He got the points plus assists or rebounds or whatever it was. And then they ended up losing, um, you know, just trying to figure out how it was and just how they turned it all on its head at the end there, like to give you the false hope of the happy ending, um, only for it to turn out to be the worst possible ending for, for Howie. So that to me is got to be the best scene and my favorite scene, just because I felt like the whole movie built to that, which is kind of how, you know, every movie is, but it just, I just felt it more in this one. Which was a more jarring headshot, this one or Leo's in the departed. Oh, I forgot about that. Leo's because this one looked fake. Not not like the the shot, you know. Obviously, uh, yeah. But... Taking the sorry, taking the like special effects out of it, I guess. Oh, okay. The, the actual like, wow, how he's dead now, and wow, Leo's dead. I think the Departed one. I forgot yeah. about the Departed one. That was so shocking. I have to go with that one. Same, but kind of close. For sure. Ryan, favorite Wait. scene? I think Robbie uh, goes. I went first. No. My favorite scene um would have to be the the um the weekend performance scene. Um I think that I love the way that was shot once the black lab went on. I just love the entire <laughs> vibe of that um 
that scene. Plus, it was like com complete chaos. You had Damani and Howard going at it. You had Damani's fantastic orange sweatshirt that was just lighting up the room. We got introduced to Trinidad James. Shout out him. Hopefully, he's listening. Um, and you got, you know, Julia in the bathroom with the weekend, grabbing his How You Bins, staying mm -hmm. a little bit, a little bit faithful to Howie. And then you have my favorite pastime of all time, arguing with my girlfriend in the streets of New York. Uh, <laughs> in front of other people. In front of other people. Uh, causing a scene. So, yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's why it was not, not that's why it was not a favorite scene. But I just like the way that 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 scene was shot. I mean, Benny took my favorite scene, obviously, but um, I thought that was a cool way that they shot it and complete chaos. And uh shout out howie going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the weekend i was hoping he would you know put him in a figure four leg lock and knocked him out but uh that was a cool scene howard was going ballistic so i enjoyed that i love her walking back and she's just like you guys are waiting in line you bunch of pores <laughs> like that was her <laughs> that was her insult yeah you can see that she wasn't acting in that scene yeah uh i'm sure the director was like um just act like you normally would yeah, just after you normally would talk to somebody like that. Yeah. To the plebes. Um I'm gonna go favorite scene. I guess I'm gonna go with when he first gets uh the opal, the uncut jam. Um <laughs> like just his excitement, uh like me like it was almost at that point I kind of thought like all right maybe he's going to turn it around here. Um, and he like sort of did. And then he didn't, of course, but that, that was a, a cool scene, just kind of seeing his excitement over getting it. And then um, like going back to like, as he got it, I was thinking of the very beginning when they showed the miners actually finding it. Um, even though that was kind of prefaced by, someone getting injured um still i'll go with that with the opal even though that thing was i don't know if that was real but that was disgusting looking why would anyone pay more than a dollar for that thing yeah <laughs> very impressive um kj wanted it though he did he's i don't know he saw the universe in that thing Any Ani mentions for favorite scenes? I know Robbie's got some. Yeah, I guess when we first get introduced to Julia's butt, I mean, poof, we're like out of this <laughs> world. The plums, explosion, the loins, loose. So, uh, yeah. I, I had no idea who she was until seeing this movie. And I and then I had heard the you know everyone making fun of her for the jams, but I didn't realize it was the same person. I thought it was just some lady that was saying it funny. I didn't <laughs> yeah, realize it was. I didn't realize it was the actress in the movie. Um, but yeah, I looked her up. Like yeah, ah, she looks great in this movie, but she's, I don't know, she's uh eccentric. Yes, that might be. It. That's a great word. Yeah. Um, I have an Ani Mensch for favorite scene, and that is uh when we were introduced to the real best cheeks of this movie, and that's every scene with Mike Francesa. Ugh. 
Please, if I would have saw him in lingerie, this movie, oh my god, I, I would have been still watching it just over and over and over again. Is there? Oh, <laughs> Go ahead, Robbie. Quickly, you know, him in some lingerie and and sip on diet soda. Fuck, you gotta <gasps> fucking forget about <laughs> it. I think he might be like one of the top people, like celebrities that I would actually want to meet in real life. I don't know if I'd want to meet him. You, you you don't want to ruin the like the idea. No, the I know I know he's an asshole. I just don't want him to be an asshole to me. <laughs> you know, yeah, he probably would be. I just go up and be like, Mike, dude. I you know I grew up listening to you in my dad's car since you know you know as long as I can remember. You'd be like, okay, great. Well, what do you okay. what do you want me to do? Okay, great. You listen to the radio. Okay, cool. <laughs> dog, you dog. You gonna watch that Ben Affleck movie this weekend? <laughs> Which one? Which one? Which one is that? He plays a uh, he plays a uh, he plays a blind superhero. You know, fights crime. True, true story, Michael. No. <laughs> <laughs> you hear about Stan Lee? That's why I think that's my favorite one. Who cares? Uh, he died. Oh yeah, Mike. He died. Yeah, he did all the the Marvel comics. Oh, who cares? Who cares? Mike, what do you think they Lee? trade Derek Jeter for the uh, for the entire uh, 1927 Yankees roster? <laughs> you waited an hour on the phone for that. <laughs> he was so bad, but so good. Like, I legitimately miss him in the afternoons. Like, just waiting to hear the nonsense. He He had an opinion. Right. And he was right about it. No matter what, you couldn't yeah. convince him. You couldn't convince him otherwise. And then oh, he yeah. loves he loves his football. He loves his baseball. And you know, love him or hate him, he he knew what he was talking about a lot of times. His opinions may not be the best, but he he knew what he was talking about. And you know, and he's super entertaining. Him and him and a dog were fantastic. But you know how hard it is to just do that by yourself, even with the Mad Dog. Yeah. But just to do that five days a week for like five, and they were on for like five. He was on for like five hours just talking sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Back after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other Ani matches for favorite scenes? I believe right. it. Any? Is there anything you can think of to make this movie better? I, mean, I, I want... said it before. Sorry, I said it quickly. I said it before. More Francesa all the time. That's all you got. That's the only reason. That's the only way you make this movie better for me personally. Here's here's a good uh you know, a good lesson for Hollywood. I hope we clip this and we put it up. More Francesa, more plums. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh the the only thing I would change was maybe a little bit more about Arno. I, I kind of would have liked to know kind of what was going on there. Yeah, agree with that. Or yeah, any anything more about the finances or whatever. I just can't believe that he would like take the Celtics ring and pawn it. And, I know and place a bet that gate that like fucking flipped me out that he would. That's do just that. who yeah who he is crazy shit insane shit. It's just <laughs> in one hand and out the other crazy. Um. Yeah, maybe some more on Arnold. I don't really have anything specific. Maybe instead of tattooing Howie on the 
butt cheek, she could have tattooed a fa- Mike Francesa face. Yeah. <laughs> Just said Mike's on. Yeah, Mike's on. <laughs> Um, well, I do have a way that we could make this movie better, and that's by working overtime, casting Matt Damon, our favorite game, in which for some man. reason we cast Matt Damon in either a role that exists or one we make up. So, who wants to work overtime first? You fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll punch my, my overtime card. And say, oh, okay. give give me Matt Damon as I think his name is Tim Donahue, the crooked ref from the NBA, who ends up yeah. <laughs> who ends up fucking over KG in Game Seven, and how he loses the bet, and things get crazy from there. So love it. You get you get a little side story, maybe like a little companion where they're going, they're flashing back to Donahue and Howie, uh, and they set that whole thing up, and he's the one that ends up fucking over. Uh, Howie and then Arno and Howie have to team up and they go take down Matt Damon but in the end Matt Damon comes out on top because he always does well, why wouldn't he love it love it you want me to go sure <clears throat> give me a young lean mean dancing machine voice of an angel give me Matt Damon as the weekday an up and coming <laughs> singer <laughs> Who replaces the weekend in this in this scene? Because the, I know the weekend can't act, but you we already know that Matt Damon could sing, right? Scotty doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Fantastic song. You know Howie he can act. Know. Howie doesn't know, right? He, he he can act. He can do it all. He's got the good looks. He's got the jeans. He's lean. He's mean. So give me Matt Damon as the weekday, an up and coming R and B singer. Get the weekend out of here. It would have been much more believable. And then we could have parlayed more scenes. You know, we could have introduced the weekday getting his Michael Jackson chain, right? And then <laughs> antics would antics would ensue from there. I think Matt Damon would have had a bigger part if he replaced the weekend as the weekday. As always, you've Love it. just got an A plus on this segment. Amazing. I might have got an A plus on a segment, but you got an A plus on this podcast for your Tush Gardens reference. The best, the best <laughs> no, thing that happened to this po- the best thing that happened to this podcast ever, I think. Uh, best thing since Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm gonna cast a young voice of an angel, like was said. Matt Damon, not as an actor, not as a person, but as a voice actor in this film. And he's going to play one of those diamond encrusted Furbies that tells (laughs) Howie what to do. We want to know why Howie, Howie, you just got 40 grand. Why are you going to bet it on something else? You just got 60 grand. Why are you going to bet it? The Furby, the Furby's (laughs) been telling him what to do this whole time. (laughs) Take KG with the over cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't take the tip off, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Two weeks. Without I'll investigate anyone I want. <laughs> Fantastic. Tush Gardens is a fucking fan. I can't even believe it. Absolutely it came amazing. To me. It came to me. 
Absolutely amazing. You didn't workshop that before the show? No, that was a in-season debut right there. I hope it sticks around forever. It's coming back. Oh, don't worry. I'll run it into the ground like we do everything else. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Next week's segment. What about this movie? Is is there anything else we need to discuss about Uncut Gems? Have either of you, I know, Robbie, you mentioned that other movie, but have you guys seen any other Safdie movies? Nope. No, I, I don't know. Well, what else is out there? Have you? No. No, I, uh, I, excuse me, it's Josh and Benny Safty, right? Correct. Yeah. I think that dude, Benny, like, is, I mean, based on this movie, you probably could tell, but he's like out there. I think he went on like Seth Myers or something, yeah. completely painted silver at what? one point so yeah so like 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 i like everything was like silver and he did the interview like that so i think they're kind of like out there guys Sometimes i think he was he, the best he was in good times i think he played uh damn it what's his name the, the vampire man ed norton Twilight. robert pattinson robert pattinson he played his brother in that movie but Benny, I'm surprised you didn't know. I'm looking up right now. Benny Safdie, Oppenheimer. Yeah, I said Edward that. Teller. Yeah, we. Yeah, and I, then, I and I got into a little tiff about that because she said, "Oh, he was in uh, Oppenheimer," and I just said, "Nice." And she went, "Okay, that, that's all you got." I was like, "I don't know. What do you want me to say?" So that was fun after the movie ended. And what else? It, was he the one in that show with um, Nathan Stone. Fielder? And Emma Stone. Yeah, he's in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Curse. Uh, the Curse. I've heard it's like pretty good. I, I mean, I, I'll check it out. It looks interesting, yeah. but I, I feel like it's also it's Showtime, so I really don't have high hopes for a lot of Showtime stuff. But I feel like once you figure out or you know what's going on in that show, you're going to be like, OK, yeah, maybe yeah, like, all right, I get it. But I mean, Sam Stone. It's it's Nathan Fielder. I, I like Nathan Fielder. I'm not like crazy about him, but yeah. What was that show, Nathan? Nathan for you. For you. Yeah, I remember when I I started watching. Is that the one that was on HBO? I think. Comedy um, Central. It's on um, HBO Max. Whatever. There was. I watched like a few episodes. I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking awesome!" And then by like the end of the season, I was like, "I don't care anymore." <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's one of those shows where you watch a couple episodes you're like all right i get it he's awkward yeah um oh no i'm thinking of the re- the rehearsal yes yeah that was kind of like his not spinoff but like his nathan for you 2.0 yeah that one out the first one or two episodes i was like this is so interesting and then by the end i was like nah i'm not even gonna finish this last episode <laughs> Um, all right. Nobody has anything else. Let's wrap it up. Um, please, like we said before, we do polls every Friday. Please vote. Send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about Uncut Gems or whatever movie wins the poll. 
Give us your fucking plum rating. Anything. We love it. We appreciate the support. Follow us or whatever. Rate, review, all that fun stuff. Um, anyone have anything else to say? No. Right. Nope. Robbie. Tell him good night. Good night, KJ. Told you. Throwing on the fucking glass. <laughs> KG said it best. Anything is possible. <laughs> Do you think that when KG won the championship, he went to Disneyland? Or Tush Gardens? Oh, you know he oh. went to Tush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.